So today, I want to go back in time a couple days to Tuesday. Because on Tuesday, there was a special feast called the Exaltation of the Cross. And I want to talk about this because this is really important to understand, to understand Jesus and understand his heart. Because as you come every week to pray here, and don't forget how to cover your prayer life with a tarp. T stands for, everybody? A. R. M. P. Very good. We have learning going on here. Good job. So remember, every time you come in, pray. Use that as a way. You can just talk to Jesus from your heart, too. But that's just a good way to remember to cover all the bases, the different elements of your prayer life. But when we follow Jesus, he loves us a lot, more than we could possibly understand. But there's always crosses in life, difficulties. And many times, you know, um, you know, it might be a cross of, let's say, maybe health. Maybe you don't feel good. Maybe it might be a crisis in the family. Maybe it might be financial burdens. And maybe it be, might be you just don't understand class. You try hard and you just can't get a subject. Maybe it might be a cross of friendships or maybe sometimes friendships that are not going so well. There's all sorts of crosses that happen in life. Because when we follow Jesus, he doesn't say, follow me, it's going to be easy. Follow me and you'll know every single thing to do and there will be no worries and life will just be a bed of roses. Jesus never said that. In fact, he said the opposite. He said, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross every day, and follow me. So we need to understand what all that means. Why should we exalt in Good Friday? Why should we exalt? Well, we should exalt. And we're going to talk about that today so you can understand in a deeper way. Okay, so first... Let's cover our bases. What happened? This, is, this happened on Good Friday. And this is really almost life-size. Uh, Jesus is maybe about 5'1 or so. In reality, according to the um, Shroud of Turin, he was closer to 6 feet tall. So he's a little bit bigger on that. But the cross itself is about life-size. So what happened on the cross? What happened on Good Friday, in other words? Who knows? All right, let's see. Let's start in the back today. All right, who knows? What do you think? He died on the cross. All right, he died on the cross. All right, what else? Say it real loud. They took him down from the cross, that's right, and they put him in the tomb. That's right, that's right. That's right, there was an earthquake after he died. That's right, what else happened on Good Friday? That's right, he died, but uh, he conquered death by means of that, because three days later he would be risen.
That's right, after he died, his side was pierced by a lance, and out came blood and water. Uh, theologically, that was the beginning of the church. That's right, he got nailed on the cross, and let's, let's go a little bit further. Sorry. Um, what, yes, you're talking about the physical things that happened, but spiritually, what happened on Good Friday? That's right. So he died for us because he was sinless. He took his sin, our sins on his shoulders, and by means of doing that, he conquered death and opened up the gates of heaven. And opening up the gates of heaven so that we can get to heaven is definitely something we should exalt. We need to remember that. Because when we put the, the cross here in the center of the sanctuary, we're not doing that to like beat ourselves up and to feel bad and, and say, oh gosh, look what my sins did to Jesus. Sure, it may be a little bit of that. But we're looking at how much he loves us. No matter how much he'll do anything for us. And that by means of that, he made it possible for us to get to heaven. So, why did Jesus do this? We talked about this a little bit last week. You know, Jesus, he did not have to be crucified. He did not have to die in this horrible way. He's God. God can do anything except contradict himself. And so... Why did, he why did he choose this horrible death? What, what, are, what are we called to learn from that? He wanted us to live, okay, that's right. What do you think? To say it again. He died for us for our sins, that's right, very good. Because he loved us, that's right. And he chose this really extreme way to die so, that, so we'd never doubt him. So he could bring us to life to heaven with him forever. That's right, he suffered and died for us. Um, St. Thomas Aquinas, he was a really, really, really smart saint, probably one of the smartest uh, saints in the history of the church. He said that... Um, Jesus didn't have to die this way, but it was fitting. Fitting meaning appropriate for the purposes that he wanted to show to us. Because everything about Jesus, it's called revelations. It's revealing the heart of God. And so every single thing he does, every detail matters. So when he chose to die like this, he was, he was communicating in a very powerful way. And he's showing us all of his love. Now, we could talk more about that, but we got to move on. What does this tell us about Jesus? We already kind of been touching on that a bit. So when Jesus chooses to die like this, what does that tell us about him? Or It tells us that he loves us, right. I mean, if you had a choice, if, if you were in charge of salvation history and you wanted to do redemption, would you choose to die that way? That's kind of a tough one, isn't it? But Jesus did it to show us his love, that he has no boundaries. Um, 
Yeah, to show us that uh, we are worthy in his eyes, that he, that he loves us and he wants us to be with him. And that he's not afraid to go into the, the crosses of pain and suffering. And furthermore, one last shot, yeah. That he's selfless, that's right. He sacrifices for us. He's a God that enters into our own life. And that he, the biggest thing here is that the cross is part of a plan. Good Friday was not a mistake. Sometimes when we have crosses in life, we think it's a mistake, and we're like, if God really loved me, why would he allow this? Most people think that. But there's a reason, because from this greatest evil, there will be no evil greater than that. And from that greatest evil came the greatest good, the salvation of all of us, the, the ability to get to heaven. And so in your life, when there's a cross, God is doing something that maybe you might not fully understand. You have to trust him and carry that cross of faith. But there's something, we could talk a lot more about this, but I want to touch on something that many Catholics are not really aware of, and that is a kind of an ancient, um, so like kind of a long homily on, in the Holy Week on Good Friday, and it's called the seven last words of Jesus. Uh, hold on, I'm not at the right angle. Wait, hold on. There. So the seven last words of Jesus. Now it's not, I'm not talking just like one word. Words means like a phrase. And when Jesus was dying on the cross, so he's been crucified, he's been scourged, he's been lost so much blood, he's been totally beat up, carries his cross uh, to uh, Calvary, they crucify him. He's suffering a lot. And just to say any words is really, really, really painful. Because when you lose so much blood, your mouth becomes so, so, so dry. And it's, it's hard to say anything. Besides the fact that his, you know, his nose was uh, broken, he had all sorts of beatings on his face. Um, he had the crown of thorns you know, going through the skin on the forehead. It was really, really, really painful. And so he only has so much that he can say before he dies. So every single word, every single phrase he says, he's like trying to tell us the most important things ever. And so the tradition is that <clears throat> on Good Friday, we reflect on what he said to remember the most important things in relationship to our cross and to what Jesus did. And so this is where it's really important to remember the first word. So the very first thing he said when he was crucified was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the most important and first thing Christ wants us to understand on the cross. Forgiveness. You see, the whole, uh, it's very hard sometimes to forgive people, especially when they hurt you really bad. Maybe they say something awful about you. Maybe they lie to you. Maybe they betray you. Maybe they just are mean to you. And when that happens, sometimes it's really easy to kind of get a hatred on the inside and to hold on to that. If you were dying on that cross and they were crucifying you, would the first thing in your mind be, hey, I forgive you? 
Probably not. You'd be angry. This is unjust. And this kind of hatred can happen. And that's why Jesus, the very first thing when he, did, when he is crucified, he forgives. And the greatest prayer ever, the Our Father, after we ask for the Eucharist, give us this day our daily bread, and then after the Eucharist is, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgiveness is huge. And the whole concept of forgiveness is that the reason you forgive is that you go at the foot of the cross and you stare Jesus in the eyes. And you say, if you forgave on your cross, I forgive on mine. I forgive not because it's easy. I forgive because I love you, Lord. That's what it means to follow Jesus. Now, sure, we should try to reconcile with that person. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. If the person doesn't want to talk to you, doesn't want to have anything to do with you, you can't force them. But you forgive and you don't let hatred in your heart. That's one of the most important things ever in our spiritual lives. Second thing he said, truly I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. If you remember, on either side of Jesus, there were two other crosses. That's why the logo on your t-shirt has three crosses on it. And so you had the good, um, good thief and the bad thief. The good thief, he acknowledged that what he had done, his stealing, was wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He admitted his guilt. And on the cross, first, Jesus forgives. In the midst of all this pain and justice, he forgives. And then the second thing he does is, is give mercy. To show mercy in this key moment where it would be so easy just to focus on yourself and say, oh, look at me, I'm suffering, I'm a victim of so much injustice and anger and hurt. No, he's looking at the good thief and sees a chance to bring another soul to heaven. That's beautiful. That's how you carry your cross. You hold on to mercy and don't get bitter. And then, woman, behold your son, and then behold your mother. So at the foot of the cross, you had our Blessed Mother, then you had St. John, and then Mary Magdalene. All the other apostles were afraid. They, they didn't come nearby. There were a couple other... Um, um, that was mainly... That's the mainly the, the three at the, at the foot of the cross. And so Jesus looks at his mom... And says to his mom, woman, that's who he's talking about, behold, your son, not him, but he was looking at John. Woman, behold your son. And then he looks at John and says, behold your mother. And so what was going on there is as if, as if he isn't giving enough. He still has to give something. And the thing he loves most on this earth was his mom. And he said, I'm giving him my mom. My mom is really great. And I want you to listen to her, to love her like a mother. And mom, you got a whole big new family. 
these are all going to be your children. He's giving, he's being generous when he's dying. How beautiful is that? This is how we're called to carry our crosses, boys and girls. We forgive in the midst of the cross. We have mercy in the midst of the cross. We're generous in the midst of the cross. That's how you find joy, even on the cross. Fourth one, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He's about ready to die when he's saying this. And he's saying, he's quoting a psalm. And the psalm begins with kind of a despair, but it actually ends in a, in a, a tone of hope and trusting in God. But he's quoting, he's, he's revealing the suffering he's going through. He's really having a painful time. And he wants to, um, us to know that he understands the pain we're in. He's not indifferent to that. He cares how you feel every single second. Even though you might have that cross, it doesn't mean God doesn't care. He loves you. And even though you might feel despair sometimes, you've got to turn that around and end in hope. And then, I thirst. When Jesus said that, would he be really talking about physical thirst? Yes, he would be thirsty, but that's not what he was really talking about. The thirst that he was talking about, well, you tell me, what do you think his thirst would, would, would be? It's a spiritual thing. A thirst for heaven, yes, and even more than that. Yes, he wanted to forgive all of our sins, and his thirst was for you and me to get to heaven. Because why was he going through all this? I thirst, I thirst for you. Jesus thirsts for your love. And if you love at school, and if you're, being, you're willing the good for other people around you, if you're listening to your mom and dad, he's thirsting for that love. Because that's how you find happiness. He thirsts for you, and you can bring him consolation by just loving, being like him. Six, it is finished. And then finally, well, that's Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. So he finishes his mission, and then he turns his soul over to his Father. These are the seven last words of Jesus. And we can talk much, much deeper and much, much, much longer. I don't have time for that right now. But when you look at that beautiful crucifix, remember these words. Remember them. Remember the forgiveness. Remember the, the mercy, the generosity. Remember how he, he truly struggled. But he always trusted his Father. We need to have those same attitudes when we carry our own crosses. Because cross is something we exalt in. It's not a mistake. That is a trophy of love. That is the definition of love. And so let us follow Jesus today, and let's carry all of our crosses today without complaining. Whatever big or small cross it might be, let's not complain. Today, let's exalt in the cross and carry it out of love for Jesus, because that cross leads us to heaven.